0: open loops do open loops open loops open, looops. open, looops. open loops open loops <laughs> Open Loops. You must listen to the Open Loops, a theme park for absurd beliefs and systems of integration between the mind and the creative spirit. (laughs) Open Loops.
1: Hello, you. Hey there. Thank you. So nice to have you again. Welcome. So glad you can join me. This is Open Loops with Greg Bornstein. Conversations that bend. A late night talk show for the shamelessly Fringe Yes, I'm your host, consciousness disruptor, curator of experience, and cultural hypnotist Greg Bornstein Welcome, welcome, welcome to the show where I'm here to challenge your existing belief systems by sharing radically unique ideas designed to stimulate your unconscious mind And allow you to step into the highest version of yourself. I hope everybody had a wonderful, wonderful holiday. But I won't say what holiday it is. Because if somebody listens to this in the future, I want to keep it artfully vague enough. So that it applies to whatever pagan ritual you dare partake in. Keep it vague. I assume most of you listening are Mormons, anyways. Jk, jk. Maybe just one. Anyways, you're here because you want something mind bending. That's what this show's all about. It's about intellectual escapism. It's about consciousness, altered states of consciousness, forcing you to disrupt whatever's going on in your day to day to. To wonder about the more magical, mystical, hypnotic aspects of life. That's why I'm here. Now, I have to tell you, this episode today, with David Powell, I would call him, he's a remote viewer, he is an active remote viewer, but he's also a remote viewing advocate. I liked what he was posting out there, he was was talking about people involved with Project Stargate. We're talking the original remote viewing projects in the U.S. government. Yes, the United States government paid money to look into remote viewing and psychic research. I saw David was out there. He ran this Facebook group dedicated to controlled remote viewing, which we'll go into. And I said, this guy looks like he's an expert. He knows what's going on. He he's very much spreading the word about this. I bet he could share some really interesting ideas with the audience. So guess what he did? I really love learning about Ingo Swann and and Paul Smith and the greats of the remote viewing saga separating fact from fiction. There's even a little bit of uh, a little bit of controversy in this episode. My favorite. If I could be like the Taylor Swift of paranormal podcasting. Why not? Or or the SNL, so that my guest David Powell can be the Taylor Swift. He wants nothing to do with Taylor Swift, and neither do you. Because we have an episode dedicated to your own intuitive abilities that you may not even realize you have. Yes, remote viewing seems to be a little more real than I was even aware of. I learned a lot. If you think somebody in your life might learn a lot from developing their intuition or other human potential, please make sure to share this podcast, Open Loops with Greg Bornstein. It's available on all podcast platforms. And actually, if you like this conversation, if you like these conversations, make sure to follow this on Apple Podcasts as well as rate the show and leave a review. Even a few words will help. Here he is, seeing into your future, David Powell. We have David Powell, an operational remote viewer yes uh i i wanted to have david on because he really he really knows this stuff he's been trained by some of the top people he's actively involved in doing it this isn't just some uh you know learning annex remote viewing class for people that are curious you're actually engaged in it and still doing the work that uh, a lot of people still find hard to believe that the government has Spent money investing in, in all these years so i'm I'm excited to delve into this as well as your background in general uh David, thanks so much for coming on the show
0: yeah, great to be here. I love the show.
1: oh my gosh, thank you so much. I appreciate it I appreciate it. yeah, you know, I'm doing my part to get this stuff out there um which is interesting because for so long remote viewing was i mean it was it was part of quote-unquote secret projects And, and now you have on the internet i mean social media whatnot uh i i put a request out there for an esoteric expert in a podcast guest group uh and i could have 300 people that are teaching intuition skills and stuff like that um Tell me, I, I'm curious, do you, do you think remote viewing is almost too popularized or are, are some people missing the mark with it? What do, you, what do you think is going on with the popularization of hearing about these methods?
0: <clears throat> yeah, well, there is, lot, there is a lot of them out there. And there, you know, it's one of those things too, unfortunately, that it's such a really interesting subject um that there is a lot of sensationalism a lot of kind of abuse uh in a way in a sense as far as how this really should be used um optimally um so you get you get a lot of that there's a lot of sensationalism in the field um so i try and stick to the grounded stuff as best i can some some there's some groups out there who are like just doing esoteric targeting or, or very unfair, you know, verifiable type targets. There's future targetings, um, that they could do. Um, the problem is with that is like, say you give me something in the future, a remote view and say, I see, you know, like within a a month's time, say I see like a volcano erupting somewhere on the planet that's probably, you know, that, that could happen, you know? So it's hard to, um, so basically, I'm saying it's it's used in an entertainment purposes as well. But but uh, people are using it to make money and trends and stuff, and you know they're doing really well with it from what I hear.
1: You mean you mean like uh, financial financial stock kind of stuff?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, stuff like that.
1: Yeah. Uh, tell me this. I, I'm curious. How did you wh- were you ever involved in the
0: military? No, no. Actually, my dad was involved in the military, and I can't remember. I had a discussion with him, and he had mentioned that they were doing this stuff. Really? Time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not him personally, but he, you know, he knew of it going on. So I, I started doing some research in it, and uh, Paul was like, you know, he, he's he's the one that had you know taught a lot of these guys in the unit that names that you've heard of, like Lindy Cannon. He taught Lynn he taught Dave Morehouse, um, so he was like um, he was, you know, other other than like Ingo Swan himself um, that came up with the, the the protocol. He's like the guy to learn from. So that's Paul I, Paul H Smith. Correct.
1: Yeah. 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 What is what is what was Paul's background? Tell us, because look, we've all seen the movie, and I've even heard that that movie. Men Who Stare at Goats was completely, I mean, Hollywoodified and, and yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, actually, I think I heard an interview uh, on my friend's show with, with David Morehouse and David Morehouse was like totally crapping on it. Um, but, but yeah, what, how did Paula H. Smith get involved? What are the origins of this project?
0: So they were, from, here's, here's the story from how I understand it. They, they, we're hearing that Russian Russians were getting secrets from us, I believe, and they didn't they couldn't figure out how they were doing it. Somehow they came across some evidence that, that Russians were spending quite a bit of money in this, in extrasensory perception. So they took a look at it and they're like, we, we, we need to start taking this seriously. And, and that's what they did. And then they came across Ingo Swan and the work that he was doing at SRI and he had basically reverse engineered the human perceptual system in such a way where in a very rudimentary way of saying it, you follow this roadmap and you take these steps and as long as you stick to this protocol, it's probably gonna be a good day and you're probably gonna remotely discard target. And that's and that's basically how it works in a very rough way. Um, but yeah, it's a trainable protocol that really anybody could do. Um, the more you practice it, the better you get. Um, and 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 the methodology that I use is 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 his pretty much you know his version of it, and it's a really well tested uh, methodology of remote viewing. <clears throat> um, I think Ingo really understood the human perceptual system probably better than anybody.
1: Who is for for those that don't know who is Ingo Swan?
0: Ingo Swann was an artist, author, um, uh, man uh, back in I don't know, sixties or seventies. He was just well studied, well known psychic, overall psychic. And they were some work was being done, I think, at Sri, and he got hooked up with Hal Puthoff. And Ingo told him, you know, you should be studying me. I mean, this is I, this is the kind of stuff I do. That's what they ended up doing, and they had all kinds of great success with it. And and them with many others at Sri came up with this trainable protocol that we call CRV today, and um, and it works really really well. I mean, it, it every time I go to another level of training, with, I just got done with intermediate training with Paul, and he blows the doors off of whatever I thought I could even do. I mean, it's you're talking. You, I say talking, but I mean when you when you interview he teaches you basically an intermediate how to interview people at the target and you're reaching into their mind talking to them in a sense when you ask them a question you get an answer back um he moved me around um he basically he you know i'm, I'm in the target i'm at a place and he's like okay put your pen down all right prepare to move he says something next thing you know i'm sketching the next place that he moved me to um and you're completely blind to everything. You don't know what the target is. So, um, yeah, when it's done well and it's done right, especially, it's, it's really, it's an amazing tool
1: to use. Yeah, David. I mean, it, it really does sound fascinating. And what I find interesting is that uh, having listened to David Morehouse and uh, doing a little research into Paul H. Smith, um and some of these these founders, even Hal Putoff and, and Stanley Krippner and, and these great Psy researchers, sometimes it really does seem that, I, I I mean, I don't know what they do in their personal time, but to get these men so convinced in a project like this that otherwise defies explanation i mean why aren't they also uh lighting candles and incense and and praying towards gaia and smoking i mean maybe they are but it seems that for some reason the idea of remote viewing is so outlandish and yet there, it is, it's very experimental. Scientific, me- the the things you learn about the scientific method at school, they are talking like that in the context of something that seems so out there. Uh, wh- why yeah. do you think that is? What drew their interest to even make these people believe this was a discipline worth exploring?
0: Well, I'll tell you, it's funny, it just makes me laugh. Something, I just, let me reassure you. Paul is definitely not one of those people lighting candles and stuff like that. That's definitely not the way he does it. <laughs> right, right. Uh, because the thing is, is there okay? And you'll find this like in the community, the community at large. Like there is a very, it's especially controlled remote viewing, but it's really, it's it's a very scientifically approached modality of using extrasensory perception in a very structured way and when the problem is is oftentimes you'll have like when you say psychic to someone they have this picture in their head of like a woman with a crystal ball and all this and so so unfortunately that's why i almost hate that term because it just gets lumped into all this other stuff um because really, specifically, you know, control remote viewing, but remote viewing, it's it, you're using, it's your extrasensory perception, and you're just using it a certain way. We have all these, these psychic functioning type of abilities. This is just one way to use one of them. Um, so really, in this field, if, you, if you're doing it right, I mean, you, you, you approach it as, as scientifically as you can, meaning... If you're going to use it in a functional way, um, you want to use it in a verifiable way um, in a sense to where like, okay, I, I've lost something. Let's try and remote view. Maybe we can get a sense of where it's at or even dows of where it's at. Um, and then we could go out and see if we could find it. This looks like this might be where it's at. It looks like this building, whatever. Have you used that uh, in your personal life? yeah I've used, it. I've used it i mean I, I say i used it but i can't i can't pick my own targets because then i wouldn't be blind to it right right so right so but my wife has had me use it i've had friends have me use it um you know and and, and like i said usually in, in the more times you practice usually it, it works fine sometimes it works great sometimes it works okay you know um uh, Sometimes you're just off target. That happens too. Um, But I can tell you that over time as you get more practice and stuff like that, you get more and more right and you're more often right. Yeah. Well,
1: I'm also curious about the subtleties of the way you experience it. For instance, sometimes people tell me they they know the difference between when they have a download from the universe – or they're channeling a message versus just having inspiration. I have inspiration all the time. Things just come out of my mouth and all of a sudden, boom, I I don't know where it came from, but I don't always think it's a mystical thing. Do you have a feeling when you're remote viewing that lets you know you're not just guessing?
0: Yeah, there's all kinds of, there's all kinds of indicators. Um, for one thing, control remote viewing, especially it's, it's kind of like you're half in the room writing stuff down but you're also kind of half at the target so what what you're getting from the target is very 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 subtle okay but but after a while you get a really refined feel of it you know what it tastes like you know what it sounds like you know what it feels like and you can interpret what you're getting a lot better so When you start out in a session, it goes in stages. Start stage one, two, three, four, five, six. Well, stage one, it's very, the whole thing is very fuzzy and fragmented. I mean, you're getting very, you're going after very subtle impressions, and you're just basically putting them in the right place and writing them down. But as you get deeper into the the target and the stages get deeper and you're sketching more, it's like you have a block of clay. And that block of clay, you're just shaving layers and layers and layers off, and it gets sharper and sharper and sharper. So by stage four, you're so at the target in a sense, you're so deep into the target, you can literally say, Okay, let me find somebody that's here. Okay, here's a guy. And then you start describing him. And then you basically go into his you can go into his subconscious mind and say, Okay, what's noteworthy where we're at here? And then and then in that moment you will get a flash of a of an image or a concept or something. Or even sometimes it's like they're talking to you I'm much. It feels like, I mean, it's like they just said, Hey, you got to do this or go over here. This is what it's like. They're literally, but it's very quick, but you get used to recognizing that and you record it and it's, it's, it it works. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) What almost Uh, sounds as if you're going into what you described when you said subconscious and also being half there and half not it sounds like it's hypnosis. It sounds like you're going into a trance state in a way.
0: Well, it kind of, it's weird, it's strange because the the whole process, it's, and I'm not the first person that pointed this out, but the whole process almost, it's it's almost like the process itself induces a hypnagogic state because what'll happen is like when I'm, and I can tell, like you'll start to know yourself so well that you'll notice your own cues that you're on target. One for me will be, I'll notice I started marking the wrong pages. Like, Oh, I'm on page seven. I'm marking it six or eight. You know, so I I know that what's going on is I'm I'm slipping into the target and I'm paying less attention to what I'm doing on the paper. So that to me is a cue that I'm kind of, that I'm going in the right direction. Sometimes I will, um, you'll get just something, uh, like a word will come in that you you you're not even really sure is in your vocabulary that's a good indication you're on signal because it totally took you by surprise yeah and you know you're not even sure you really know what that is and there's been plenty of times where i've gotten really good data and as soon as the session's over i have to look it up on the dictionary i'm not really sure if i know what that word even is <laughs> Very
1: that's remote
0: yeah yeah
1: yeah, you seem surprised by it still. I mean, even as a as someone that you describe as intermediate, I mean, you still get surprised by what you pick up.
0: Oh yeah, I mean, it's there, there's times in the session you, you, you'll know you're on target because you're having a genuine experience in target. Meaning, you'll ask somebody at the target a question and you'll get a response back and you'll start laughing. Because it amuses you, it genuinely amuses you. You you just got something out of the ether <laughs> that surprised you, and right. um, that's when you know you're kind of on signal. Is you're you're so immersed in that target, you're basically you've made a good connection at that point, and you could get more complex data.
1: That is so interesting. Uh, tell me this. I'm curious about uh, these these practitioners, uh, especially. Uh, Lynn Buchanan, David Morehouse, Paul H. Smith. Are these people, I mean, are they master remote viewers? Have you seen them do stuff that is uh, out of this world or have you had stories? I'm curious about, especially if you're teaching it at some level, you must have really immersed yourself in this.
0: Yeah, I. you know, <sighs> well, okay, first of all, they're, they're all. I would say they're all very good remote viewers. I mean, they're all very seasoned, and and even out, you know, there's other modalities out there where they're just good remote viewers. Some people are just good at this. I mean, you can give them this. I mean, Ingo could literally just sit in a chair and stare off into space with his eyes open and remote view. I mean, he's just that good. Yeah. Uh, that he could do that. Um, but as far, I mean, I think that they were all you know, confident remote viewers. Um, I think some stories from some, you know, it, it, I think it's just part of the game. Some of this gets overblown or, or it, it, you know, exacerbated. I don't know how you want to describe it, but, um, but they were all good at this. Um, I think they all contributed um, using it uh, pretty effectively, especially, I know Paul's told me a lot about some of the stuff that they did with uh, going after, you know, terrorists and drugs and, uh, whatever else came across their desk. Um, yeah, you
1: know what's interesting? I feel, and especially with that movie, The Men Who Stare at Goats, which, I mean, I saw it in high school. Uh, I, I definitely looked into the whole story and, and was fascinated by the idea of the U.S. spending money and in, in looking into ESP research um, or kind of remote viewing in this sense. Uh, there almost is this perception that it was a failure um there is this kind of at least i got it and and maybe at the time i was also more of a skeptic uh so i definitely i <laughs> i i i felt this kind of this sense that people were saying yeah the us invested a lot of money and what they discovered was nothing more than coincidence. Um, certainly people like James Randi, who, uh, rest in peace, even though he got me a lot of into, uh, into this stuff, he definitely uh, has his haters. Um, they, they just said, yeah, they didn't really discover anything. It failed. It was a project. The US invested money and nothing happened. But I don't know if that's really the true story. It seems that, I guess my first question is, Clearly, people were still doing this and still teaching this, so it's not entirely a failure. Um, But also, follow up to that: is it still going on? Are there people in the government still getting paid to do this?
0: Ooh. Well, I, I think primarily the reason why it got why it, first of all, it, had, it was in it was in the works for for quite a while, and it was used effectively. I think the reason why, from what I understand, was. Had kind of an old regime and a new regime type of situation where you have the old regime who is using this. Okay. Effectively. And, and, you know, not every part talks to the other. Okay. They're using this program for, to suit their own needs effectively or whatnot. So then th- this general goes to retire. Now you got somebody coming in who maybe he didn't like that guy or whatever the case was, but he's all he hears is, is psychic. And he's like, Oh, we're going to shut that down. We're going nice. to shut that. Down. They don't know nothing about it. They don't have, they, but, um, and that's the thing about what I really love about Paul's programs specifically is because, you know, he, you really get to see how effective the remote viewing of the, the program that they had was, and it is really effective. I and mean, there's, there's stuff out there that, that I, that, that you learn learned in that class that you, that even the people in the community, just, they just don't know about. Um, there was stuff that we did there. I mean, I don't want to give some of this stuff away, but. There's something he showed me that I was like, oh, you know, I had never even heard of, um, but that you can only do with like a monitor there. Like another person needs to kind of move you around and stuff like that. But um, it was truly effective. Um, but that was kind of the situation. Now, as far as in, is it still up and running? Well, I think, I think, I personally think it is, Um I, I don't know if my instructor would agree on this. I always always hear him say like, "Well, there's a ninety the percent chance that they aren't," and you know he's just very kind of analytical like that in that way. But I, I think that they likely are. I don't I don't necessarily think it would be the army. I think it's probably maybe somebody else, possibly CIA. Who knows? Hmm. But but it's it, it's incredibly effective. Um. And as far as after especially after seeing it really as far as an intelligence, um, I think it would be insane that we wouldn't. And 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 as far as I understand, and I couldn't be mistaken on this, but I believe Ingo did train another group outside of the Stargate group, and that that, that he never really was able to talk much about. Um so I guess I g I don't know, you know. I, I couldn't say for sure, yes, but my personal belief, yes. I think that probably.
1: Yeah. Well, the other thing yeah. is I mean, the government overseeing something can mean so much these days. We hear all the time about Raytheon uh, doing these projects that somehow are tied back to the government. So there's this weird tension of the government employing. Private companies to do research and do things for them. That is it technically the government doing it? Is it technically the company doing it? And there's a loophole there. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised, though. At the same time, I mean, we're also not hearing that. Joe Biden, like uh, Ronald Reagan, had an astrologer next to him telling him, you know, oh, you got to do this with a with the COVID. This isn't your best next play. Like, it's not that out there. Either. I don't think they're that close. Um, but I do think it's very. Int- I mean, when you say you're an operational remote viewer, <laughs> how close is that to uh, the powers that be? I mean, yeah. is that yeah? What does that mean?
0: It, it, even you know, think too outside of that um if you know even if they weren't using a program that doesn't mean that they couldn't be using paul or contracting paul to be doing work you know and and you may and then that doesn't even mean i would know i mean because i i know that he has non-disclosure agreements about probably a vast majority of projects that he just can't talk about so You know, just like anything else in this world, they could be like you just said, I mean, they could be subcontracting this work out to people like Paul, you know, and his teams or or what, what have you. And they they probably have at least something.
1: Yeah. Um, What do you think they let them talk about it? Why do you think they let these guys that were so in it uh, open up about the remote viewing program? Do you think somebody in government wanted this never to get out there?
0: well i think i can't remember how it happened but i think ed dame spilled the beans on like coast to coast or something like that <laughs> right um, I, don't know, I don't know i don't know how it got out or whatnot but you know for whatever reason it you know it it, it was declassified or, or whatever i just think it's funny too as amazing as it is and i've seen it with my own eyes and i've done it myself um it's just amazing you think your government or you think people would just be more aware like hey guys this stuff works this stuff's legitimate you know um but it's really underplayed like it's almost like they don't even want, want to pretend like they never even were a part of it oh yeah we were yeah. doing something like you said you're you're the persona of it like oh it sounds like you're. Can they used it for years and successful Um uh, joe mcmonegal got i think some awards for some of the stuff that he, re- re- he he had remote viewed a um a, a, a what was it, was a, a base, I think it was in Russia, okay, and it was it was a submarine base, okay, he had sketched all these uh, sketches of this new version of where, you know, where the torpedoes was and everything, and, and his IRFs were like, dude, you're crazy, you're crazy, that there's, there's no way they're building submarines over there, there's no water over there, you're off target, come to find out that's exactly what they were doing, they channeled wow. out they had to they channeled out the ground around the base to get them out after the fact it was a submarine base. So <laughs> it works amazingly well uh, And you know I just it just would seem strange to me that they wouldn't be using it yeah I don't know.
1: well, I guess you know, to go the conspiratorial round for a second, there is this idea that there is a massive agenda worldwide to shut down the human potential, the human understanding of consciousness. You hear it all the time. Yeah, we can see that the Pope has the pine cone for the pineal gland on his staff, but we're not gonna let you know about it. Once once the people realize that they can tap into this awareness Well, that's dangerous because that means the people have freedom and power and aren't going to line up with our institutions. And what's weird is that remote viewing kind of, I mean, it's, I, I imagine the government would think it's a slippery slope, wouldn't you?
0: Yeah, I mean, they, it certainly seems to me in my mind that they're definitely. I, I'm very much, in and in maybe I'm not too much of a conspiracy. I don't know. I'm very much in, in agreement to what you're saying. It seems like the, our the human overall capacity is very underplayed and even mocked at some at some level to, to a degree. Um, where again, you know, like me at this point, I, I put up sessions on my Facebook just to show people, friends and stuff, as I go along and, and progress and have have learned stuff. Um. But, I mean, I've even shown – I mean, I've seen my wife have success to this to to a degree. If we sat down for two hours and I gave you, like, a crash course into this, your first target, you're very likely to blow it out of the water. I mean, when people teach – when people want to kind of understand this in any degree or believe it, oftentimes, like, people like Paul, he won't do a target for them. He'll have them do the target. So they can themselves see – oh wow I mean, you know um and there's something called the first timer effect when you do this too so quite often the right out of the gate you're gonna do really really well um so yeah I mean yeah yeah it seems like it, it's strange to me that um, because also when you're when you're on target and you're deep into a target it's, it's very it's almost like you've got your foot in the door and and you know your potential is almost limitless in a sense as far as and i say that loosely in the sense of like informationally accessible i mean um you say you're at the target and you're like oh i think this guy's saying something um and you just kind of (laughs) like sometimes i've done something like this where like i'm turning up the volume and I will like, literally, it sounds like I could, okay, I can hear him now. Yeah. Um, so it's 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 kind of like that. Um, yeah, we've, we've convinced ourselves that for so long that we can't do stuff like this, that a lot of us believe it. And then, but even now, you know, every target, every success that I have, I, it still surprises me. It's still like, oh, isn't that crazy? <laughs> it's just kind of like that.
1: Yeah, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it, it leaves the door open, it it opens the door to make you wonder about what else Uh, we all have the capacity to do, which I love. Tell me this, I mean, do you ever, I don't know if you or anybody else has experienced this, have you ever had, have you remote viewed and because you're more attuned to this, does it open the realm for interactions with other entities, spirits, extraterrestrials, um, things that you wouldn't normally have in conscious perception?
0: Hmm. Well, I think i just had a conversation about this actually. Um, I think honestly, as you as you kind of learn remote viewing, okay, and, and you like you go through basic and that stages one through three, and then. Um, intermediate you go through stage four and touch on stage five and then in advanced you go you know you're doing stage five and six so you're kind of and then between that time you're doing homework so you're kind of growing into these stages in a sense and in a lot of ways your perception your perceptual awareness is growing along with it You're, you're you're learning to to kind of you're you're having this interaction between your subconscious in your conscious mind which is still both you by the way but you're you're getting to kind of know yourself and, and in that time it's it's kind of I, I can't it's kind of like this it's kind of like you kind of like grow into your own realization that you are psychic and can do all this um and it's not like you are learning something it's more like you're cognizant of, you're starting to become cognizant of something that can, around you the whole time and you just haven't noticed it um intuition definitely picks up when you're remote viewing um just over time you just um it has it has kind of like a a little bit of a lingering effect in a very positive way i haven't found anything negative yet (laughs) from it uh but but like can you perceptually you know see things that i don't know i mean i've never seen anything uh like that with my waking eyes um but people, you know, um, like Ingo could have possibly um, seen things beyond um, the spectrum of what we normally see. Yeah. Um because I'm trying to imagine
1: the weirdo in the class. I imagine, I just imagine some newbie, uh, you know, maybe like a woman in college who's starting to read all this stuff and get into spirituality. And as a hippie, she takes a remote viewing class and all of a sudden next week she's, oh my gosh, I was just talking to the Arcturians. I I had this experience. Oh my gosh, David, you were teaching such great stuff. Uh, and you're <laughs> and you're all sitting there going like, this is not, this is not the remote viewing that we see. Signed up for lady, get, get it, yeah. you know. I mean, does that kind of stuff happen? I'm sure it has to.
0: Yes, well, the, the problem is, you know, it's like say you gave me, you know, you could give me, let's say you gave me the target of the Galactic Federation,
1: right? Oh, for instance, very say, interesting.
0: I was just saying, for hypothetical, let's say you gave me that target, okay? Yeah, yeah, say there's one out there. I'm not saying there's not, there could very well be one out there, okay. <laughs> i go there hey i see all these teams and these guys are talking and that's fine but let's say you gave me that target and there's not one now as a remote viewer i'm going into i'm going to feel something out i'm going to look for something i'm going you know i'm going in there to do something and in the lack of a real world target I may just go into your mind and take whatever picture you have in there and, and, and build that because I don't have anything to attribute it to. So that's oh. the thing with, so that's the thing with, if you gave me, if the target was, if you gave me a target that was like, it's a cow with sunglasses on uh, roller skating down a highway, you know, I, I, I would probably maybe sketch something like that. It may yeah. not make any sense to me, but you didn't give me a real target. So my subconscious is like, well, I got to give them something. So that's that's what we call telepathic overlay, is I could literally take your concept of something and but typically if you're if you're really well trained and you you know you don't do that, but if there's a lack of an actual target, I might just go ahead and do that. So
1: telepathic overlay sounds fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. Are you are there any reasons that you would you, I mean, that almost feels as if you might want to use that with a, with a hostage or something. Uh, would you ever use that in a context with, with with another person to try to get inside their head to get answers about things if you can't actually get the target yourself?
0: Well, um, I think they did something like this in the military, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, which, cause, because what they could do, or, but see, this is what the problem was, is they would... That you could, if if a person was blind to the target and you gave them a target, okay, this terrorist situation, go to wherever this terrorist is in this woman or whatever. And so they could do that. Okay, I'm sensing the cave and I'm sensing these guys with guns. Um, And maybe they could get into the subconscious mind of the terrorist because the terrorist isn't going to know. You know, it's not like he knows you're accessing his mind he, he has no you know this is we don't know how this works for sure we just know that how to do it and let it work so maybe maybe if the, if, the, if the victim knows where she's at then maybe they can get the information that way or they might be able to get it from the terrorists themselves but often by the time that all this is getting done and they get some kind of location or whatever and then they get that back up the chain these guys are long gone you know <laughs> Right. Whatever the location was, you know. Um, so a lot of times what they'll employ is called dowsing, where they which is another thing that Paul teaches, where you could you know, you can get a map and and basically sense where whatever you're looking for, where it is in the general vicinity. And you can keep getting a more accurate map as you kind of hone in on the area. And that's how they use kind of remote viewing in with dowsing. So, you could find something and kind of know something about it.
1: That is very interesting. Very interesting stuff. Uh, You know, I want to go into this a little bit because you have, we're going to link to this uh, the Ingo Swan controlled remote viewing safe space. Uh, one of the things that you seem to have as a goal, David, uh, beyond getting people to learn about this, seeing the power of their mind, taking one of these training courses, uh, which I think is a noble goal. I think everybody needs to explore the the powers of their own perception more. Uh, otherwise, what are you doing on this life? You are gifted with this. Explore it. At the very least, see what you're capable of. Um, but one of the things that you also talk about is that there is a mountain of lies egos and suppressed information in this field um look yeah yeah, what is what (laughs) what is the first thing that comes to mind when you think of egos and lies about it uh Uh, what are some of the biggest ones or the biggest one
0: okay well (sighs) you know i'm kind of glad that I'm, I, you know, I don't have a book out or anything, so I can talk about
1: that. <laughs> <laughs> now, please, let's, let's, let's bust some balls here. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's controversial. Why not? Um, okay. Okay. Here's an example. Okay. You have, you have Courtney Brown out there. Um, He's doing, uh, got, his most recent target was Lucifer. Huh. And he, that was the target itself was Lucifer. And he was trying to, so that was that was kind of like it's. I have my own issues with that as a target, even you know. To do, but this is what I'm talking about with the egos and with the sensationalism out there. It's 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 ridiculous. It's a ridiculous target in any sense of the word. I mean, it's con- because it, because again, you could get something conceptual, especially that big of a conceptual thing. We can't prove any of it. Uh, whatever he comes up with, it's just a very it's just a very unappealing scientifically a way to approach this the use of this in my opinion anyway beyond yeah. that, so i let him do that i mean he, he does a lot of the stuff that he does is all esoteric um unverifiable targets which you know i'm not closed-minded the idea i mean obviously there's some stuff going on that that we're, I mean, we're not being told I, mean, I think people have figured that much out by now um but so he might be right about a lot of this stuff i don't know you know, a lot of his the stuff that he's doing, these ET targets, you know, he, he might be right. I really don't know. So, but, but when he gets into things like he will say, um, what I'm doing right now is cutting edge, you know, beyond what the military is doing in remote viewing. Okay. Methodology. Now we're talking, right? Yeah. So and you have a woman swimming at night in a pool in a wetsuit, diving down to the bottom. and come back up. Oh, oh he's mean and. Oh, he's vicious and blah blah blah. All right, all right. that's not remote viewing. That's <laughs> night swimming. You know, I don't know, I don't know what that is. But right. how is that less cumbersome than sitting down at a piece, at a desk with a piece of paper and a pen and just, you know, that that's the sensationalism part of, you know. So, so he's teaching people. Oh, now you got to do like this body massage and this meditating and all that. Stuff. You're you're teaching all these people that they got to do all, have all these crutches in order to remote view. You don't need any of that garbage. Just sit down and, and do it. So in, in addition to things like that in addition to him just doing unverifiable viable t- targets all the time yeah, um, this is
1: very interesting. Sodom in Gomorrah, it looks like this guy has done um, a lot of I mean, the, uh, looking at his website, I see a lot of UFOs. I see a lot of. But what's also weird about uh, Courtney Brown is that um, there's a lot of talk of I, I have a Ph.D., academic. I've written these academic seeming papers. I've been doing remote research, remote viewing since 1995. Um, <laughs> I, 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 that's strange to me. I mean, does that? Uh, <laughs> why? How well, does someone go go in that direction? Yeah, tell me the truth about this guy.
0: So it seems what people need to understand too. This is the things that you just don't hear because ninety percent of the community has never even done a target. They're just they're interested in the sensationalism of what it is, and you know they don't want to put in the work and they actually do this, and it it does take work. Um, but. Back when he learned remote viewing, he learned something called TRV, which was what Ed Dames had kind of taught when he got out of his take on on CRV. So Courtney Brown took like this 14-day class from Ed Dames. And then after that 14-day class of Ed Dames' version of um, remote viewing, he went out and did his own thing and started his... And so (laughs) from what I understand, he keeps changing the methodology too. So he... Look, the, the fact of the matter is, is you could there, you could chop this up, you could reinvent the wheels all different ways. It's probably going to work to some degree or better, okay? Um, but the, the fact of the matter is, is what Ingo came up with. Um, nobody's surpassed it as far as a more functional way to do this. Nobody. And then when you ask them that, they're like, "Oh, we improved it." And you're like, "Oh, really? How? Crickets. You know, <laughs> there's no answer because there's, yeah. there's not." Because Ingo knew how the perceptual system works naturally as a human being. Um, so people came over, oh, I can improve on that. Not really. No, you haven't. But whatever, your way works. It's fine. Um, and then you have stuff like, well, you might hear in the field that some people say that they blew up a bunch of computers with their mind. Okay. Uh, 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 now, as far as I know, there's no record of that. Anywhere. Um, and and I think what happens too is people. Oh, another thing to you about here. Oh, Ingo came up with 19 stages of CRV. No, he didn't. You know, like it's, what would what would stage 19 be? I mean, am I? At it? <laughs> oh, you know what I mean? Like the guys, right. me and his, we're having dinner together. I just teleported to the chart. It's all. It's just sensationalism. Uh, like, garbage. People. These some of these guys they get wrapped up in their own ego and then they start telling. They start spinning yarns. It, you don't need to it's amazing it stands on its own you don't need yeah. to make anything up um so yeah That's why some is, of the stuff.
1: Uh, well my question is why is uh the main character Channon general Channon never talked about uh among uh Paul Smith and and David Whitehouse I mean did that guy contribute anything to this field
0: Lynn
1: general? uh or or Channon right can't
0: the, Linda Buchanan?
1: oh no i was gonna say uh gu- the guy who uh men who stare at goats was based on this idea of the psychic super soldiers oh
0: uh, that okay see i thought that, that that guy okay that character is not a real character first of all he um but I, from what i understood he was like a, a mishmash of like two different people so, okay so here's another thing okay you have this guy named glenn wigan all right Okay. um they had they have something called hrvg which is another mode of remote viewing well he claims that when he was in some special forces unit they taught him this you know this other remote viewing modality and blah 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 well again there's no record of that anywhere and surprisingly if you understand remote viewing and you've shopped around and you've looked into some of these remote view other modalities and looked under the hood you see hmm you know what? It looks like you took stage one from CRV. You took stage two from TRB. You yeah. took stage three from the, the De Silva method. You took stage four back from again. Yes. You can literally see how it was built. All right. So so this is something about, and, and I, always, I always tell people that are just getting into this field, you know, once you, you know, you're, you're, you're training your perceptual system, you know, and once you start doing that, you're kind of stuck with what, what you got. You know, so if you are going, you know, you have a lot, a lot of these people you'll see in this field, a lot of these people, they will go somewhere, they will get trained and then they'll go and write a book, you know, like I, about what? I mean, what do you, you think you got something figured out? It just cracks me up. Um, Just a lot of ego and nonsense. So anyway, I think it's important you do your research because a lot of people that say they can train it. A lot of people say they're doing it. A lot of people say they're, you know, great at it, or they have a great understanding. Um, but you know, the CRV in particular, you have like my, my instructor, Paul, what he teaches and you have like what Lynn teaches and what, um, what Lori teaches. Now they both say they're say CRV. Um, but they're not, you know, one, one of them is, is, is a kind of a copy of the other. And, um, stage one the way it's taught is very different and they both work fine i'm not you know i'm not saying that they, that they don't if it works for people it's fantastic it's just they're not the same thing you know just yeah not.
1: i love uh, this i love the 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 possessiveness in a way or not even that i just love that there's even in the field of remote viewing i mean it happens oh, yeah. in it happens in everything. I uh, everything yeah. <laughs> but but uh you know, taking credit or just the battles between uh people and, the, and their methodologies, I always find very interesting.
0: Well, let me get one more out and then we'll go on to something else uh, since we're, since I'm wearing my laundry here.
1: No, let's hear uh, it all. Let's hear it all. <laughs> Give me more, more controversy, uh, but, always.
0: Uh, my good, my good buddy Daz, uh, Daz Smith, he's a great remote viewer. You know, he, he does a lot of interesting targets and stuff and um, and I'm not trying to take that away from him now, he studied Engel hard and everything and, um, but there are some aspects of CRV that I don't think he really understands and the reason why is because he, he never took one of Paul's classes now what I think is funny though now, now he in the community he keeps this registry basically of the lineage of CRV okay so that way you could say right. okay Paul was taught by this guy which was, you know, Ingo and Tom, whatever. Well, he's the guy that keeps track of that, right? Well, Ingo or Daz or was taught by a guy who, as far as I know, is the Sasquatch Hunter guy, which is fine, but we don't know who he was trained by, you know? So, like, the biggest question mark on his whole chart is his lineage. <laughs> you know? So, like, Oh. You're you're the record keeper for this, <laughs> you know, so um, so I give him a hard time. We, we kind of uh, um, I kind of give him, we, we, the methodology part. You know, he thinks he has this understanding of this that. But again, he's a great remote viewer. He's very good at publicizing what he does and promoting himself and all that. Um, Is Daz gonna listen to this interview? Oh, he he, he uh, probably now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, Daz, would Dad just come on and defend uh, his honor? Would you? Would you have yeah. a debate oh, with him?
0: I, I'm, I'm happy to do that. I'm happy to do that. And again, look, Daz, has got way more years than than I do. He, you know, um, but you know, he, you got to remember too, Greg. There's money on the table here. You know, these guys, a lot of these Stargate guys are retiring. You know, they're looking to hang it up and people are wanting to be the next guy you know um luckily i just want a remote view so (laughs) it takes me away from any of that drama you know I i just want to contribute um i'm not trying to write a book or teach or any of that i just want to do it um so you know again he's a good remote viewer uh, he's been doing it a long time. It's just, I wish he just would have taken one of Paul's classes. That's all. That's oh, all. Uh,
1: yes. Okay, Daz, if you're listening, uh, or if you're a good enough remote viewer, I mean, would you know we're talking about... Th- I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I don't know.
0: <laughs> don't, don't take it to heart. This, this is going to keep him up all night. Anyway, <laughs> so what else? <laughs> what else is going
1: on? Uh, no, no, I mean, it's all very interesting. It's all... The methodology stuff is fascinating to me um you know you keep mentioning controlled remote viewing what what are the different kinds what is controlled versus the others
0: so controlled it used to be coordinate remote viewing because they used to use geographical coordinates as kind of an address without telling you what the target is and then they realized they could just use any arbitrary number so they just changed it controlled and that controlled specifically is referring to um, the method in which you're you're doing it's not a spontaneous thing. It's not a very it's a very controlled. You're in the driver's seat of the session, so um, I think that's really the 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 like wh- where they change the terminology.
1: Um, I was gonna say yeah. I don't know what what TR was versus that.
0: Oh, that was like tactical remote viewing. There there's extended right. remote viewing. Standard remote viewing is where you basically put a blindfold on, you lay down, you listen to a hemi sync uh, binaural beat, and you slip into a hypnagogic state. You focus on the target, and then you kind of slip into a bilocation of sorts. So that's a, that's another way to to remote view uh, that also works. It's a more immersive you know, I attribute it to more like an experience thing. I mean, it's like, whoa, it's like you just were there for a minute as to where uh, CRV is really good informationally. You know, like I could break down that whole target for you, tell you all kinds of things about it, what people are feeling. Um, So yeah, there's a lot of ways to do it and a lot of ways work uh, really well. Um, Yeah, I just went with with, with CRV uh, as lingo caught it because it's just it's really tried and true and it's the best tested, the most rigorously tested, you know, way to do it.
1: Yeah. What are some of the in all of history? Um you know, maybe they wouldn't admit this was the case, but can you point to any major things, either murder cases or uh terrorists, anything that you secretly know, David yeah, remote viewers pick that up. that's why we knew about that. Is there anything like that
0: out there? I mean I could tell you I could tell you about some I mean, I could tell you about some spooky esoteric targets that came across my dad's connectivity. That's what you Is that what you across mean? That's
1: your dad's station? Yes. Oh, oh your gas station. What? Oh
0: no, my, my 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 desk. Like weird oh. targets. That-
1: is that what you're referring to? Oh, I mean, uh, no, but I am curious about. Well, I just meant, for instance, uh, you know, I saw something about Ed Dames talking about John Benet Ramsey, and it, and it always intrigues me to to point something out and go, "Hey, yeah, no, remote viewers were called. They called nine eleven. You know, that kind of thing."
0: I got you. Yeah,
1: yeah okay but i do want to hear about yeah, the desk too um, tell, tell me about the major events that remote <laughs> viewers have called um first
0: uh, you know i paul was just now paul just, i was just hearing something about paul mentioning that angela thompson smith um had basically like they just solved a murder case basically directly i don't know if it was they just did it or something that she had done um where they basically had just solve this murder case from her information but i i've done stuff um see the problem is when you get into like a case uh let's say not not john Bernay, but let's say like like john bernet ramsey for instance okay um it's a big worldwide case and you've got all these people's intention and, and, and emotion stirred up into this big public case and it kind of it kind of elicits all this extra noise around this event okay of these assumptions and stuff of what's going on so you know not to say you can't get valid data out of it i'm sure you can but um but like i, I could tell you for instance um i was working a case oh gosh this us gosh, completely, completely, like, um, completely Venezuela or something. She's gone for quite some time. Um, um, she had disappeared. And they, you know, they, but anyway, I removed it. And the result I got um, you know, it was strange, because it, it was like I was on target the whole time, and it just went in a very strange direction. Um, It was almost like the girl had got abducted or something. Um, But again, I, I mean, she, she, she was obviously abducted, but when I'm saying abducted, it was, you know, not like an abduction, like everybody thinks, you know, so I don't know what that was. I don't know. You know, sometimes things go in a strange direction, you know, with these unsolved cases. Um, So I don't know, you know, um, uh, I haven't done much with people cases. I've only done a, a, a couple. Um, yeah. Did, there, see, there's some of these, like, I don't know how much I could really talk about, to be honest with you. Oh. What, what, what they're sharing and what they're not sharing. Um, but yeah. Are you, are you um, under
1: non-disclosure agreements or some of the things you've been involved with?
0: No, I just um, I haven't signed anything like that. Just I know there's one case in particular I don't know what to say you know if they what they've done with it yet. Uh, what happened so with o, OJ?
1: Can you give us the OJ Simpson friend? Oh, I, right I, I, no,
0: I have no idea. Um I didn't I didn't work that one. I, I would guess that uh I don't know. I don't know. Didn't he write a book that something
1: about if I if did it? Was...
0: Yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, but I, I will tell you, you know, just for, for fun sake, um, I have been tasked, you know, because, again, I can't control what I do. And I would never promote anybody ever doing unverifiable targets. You know, my instructor certainly doesn't recommend it, doesn't make it a better a remote viewer. But I have done targets like on the moon and on Mars and stuff like that and, and have found some things that shouldn't be there. Yes, we hear yeah.
1: this all the time. This is big in uh, conspiracy, spirituality, uh, people that believe in all this Mars stuff. Um, what was it? There was that. Yeah, you know why? Because that article came out, or th- there was not the article. You can find on the FBI's website that report that came out in 1983 of people tasked by the CIA to remote view Mars. And I believe they were describing uh, a pyramid on there. Uh, I mean, that, that is interesting that, that you can find that document. Like, that is out there.
0: There was, a, the, the, there was a pyramid on a ridge line. It's this big circular ridge, okay, and in this pyramid. And Tom McNear, who was in the Stargate unit, had done a big presentation at IRVA this past year, which is a big remote viewing conference uh, that they hold every two years and he was talking about his session at this location right so and he says you know i invite you guys to you know tell me what you said because he described all this very interesting stuff that really shouldn't be there um so my one of my colleagues tasked me this target shortly after ergo and i didn't know he had done this presentation i didn't know either so i i right out of the gate i'm sketching this big pyramid and this big circle around this pyramid and I closed in on somebody there. And so the monitor kind of brings me into this interview with this guy. I say guy. I don't know. It felt like a guy. Um, and so my monitor's like, ask him what he's doing. And I'm like, all right. Well, he's working on this thing. Like, I get the impression he was, like, working on a vehicle of some kind, right? And he's like, all right, well, ask him where he's at. And so at the time I have no idea. I mean like, like from what I'm getting from impression wise, I could be like a guy and a dune buggy in the desert, yeah. you know, I have No idea at this point in the target. Right. So I asked the guy, I said, well, where are, where are you? And then I get a response back. And I said to the monitor, the monitor, I said, I, like I start laughing and he goes, what? I go, I don't really want to, I don't want to answer this question. He goes, <laughs> 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 I said, because I don't, I just don't know. I don't believe this. You know, he's like, what did he say? And he says this, he says he's on Mars. He says, well, write it down. Write it down. So then I started asking him another question. What was interesting, though, is I start laughing in the session, and my mom is like, what are you laughing at? I said, this guy doesn't like me. <laughs> you, you can get a sense like I'm a bother to this guy by, by talking to him. So, you know, again, I don't know. I can't say what that was, Um, but it certainly felt the same as any other session that I've done. Wow. um, Where things are going well. Um,
1: Who is tasking you to, to remote view the moon and Mars?
0: This was, well, and this isn't often what'll happen is like, they'll throw me something like this every once in a while. You know, so you, you just don't, you know, you don't even know it's coming, you know, um, well, it's it's one of my colleagues that I that I do operational stuff with. Um, but I all, they also had given. And I'm hoping some of this gets published at some point. I'm hoping. Um, yeah, so it's fascinating. Guys, uh, because I can't because I haven't shown any of it in any of the sessions yet. But they're they're pretty good sessions. I'm very proud of them. Um, there was one that they gave me this location that they had found on the moon. Uh, which once I got the feedback photo and I saw I'm like, yeah, that does not look natural at all. And I, you know, and I, I sketched the whole thing and, you know, I was obviously in the target and, um, but there were people there. What was weird was they seemed like they were, it seemed like, it seemed like a mining operation is what it seemed like. It seemed like they were mining and they seemed like regular people. But, but you could see in my sketches, like, I'm in, like, a crater. You can see the mountain wall, and, you know, it's totally the moon. I'm describing, like, well, I feel like I'm either in space or I'm in water. I have that feeling of, like, you know, that buoyancy. Um, yeah, yeah. So I, I don't know what the hell's going on up there. But, look, <laughs> you know, weird stuff. Like I, well, I'll just say this. And I, and, and, I, and I try not to get the two intertwined with each other because if they're two completely separate things we're all doing. but again i would not recommend people go after these targets especially as a beginner uh, but sometimes i get tasked this stuff i have no choice it's just what i did um, but from what i can see i mean there's definitely a lot of weird stuff going on out there um, even on our, our own planet i've been past things that really should not be should not be there
1: now look, obviously, I don't want you to break any code here. I mean, I really do. But 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 when I, when you're saying tasked, I'm going. Well, task implies there's a reason for it. Uh, are are there? You know, whoever your partner is asking you to do this, is it is it tied to some greater agenda? Are they trying to understand oh. things? Is there an order? <laughs> Yeah, what 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 is happening? Well,
0: well, I can tell you like the the, the moon session that they tested. They passed me on that one because they had passed other remote viewers onto it, and they were getting the same thing I got. So what what so like hopefully that especially the moon project. I hope they do that one soon, um, because it's one thing if they get give me something and I come up with something like that. But it's another thing. If you've got four other people where you can look at the sketches and like, look at that sketch. You can almost take my sketch and butt their sketch up next to it and put them together because yeah. you're, you're so, you're so obviously at the same place. Um, when you work as a team like that, it really brings a lot of evidence to say, okay, maybe at that location, there's more than rocks.
1: <laughs> and you think? I mean, what are people going to do with this? I mean, look. Obviously, I think the there are two levels of astonishment here. One is that everybody is getting the same thing, but then the other thing is that you now have this information about the moon. Ah, uh, do you then go to a government official? Do you submit this to NASA? Do Do you try to get to the moon yourself? I mean, what What do you think is going to be the big thing that comes of all these discoveries?
0: Well, I mean, I've got to believe, okay, I've got to believe that if, you know, if any of this stuff is happening, which, you know, again, I, it's not even just from remote viewing. Some of this stuff I've just come together with, I just happen to be remote, I just happen to be cast to site, or I've read enough on the topic where that, in addition to my own remote viewing, in addition to my friends' remote viewing, in addition to everyone, my colleagues you got to eventually you come to a conclusion where it's like a duck is just a duck. You know, we've got all this, all these information. Now, I can't go up there, but I've got 10 remote viewers that are telling me there is some kind of high level operations going on up there. I mean, even Ingo back in the day had remote viewed the dark side of the moon and found all kinds of That's crazy
1: right. Stuff. That's right. That's right. Uh, That's one of the big things about crazy. Ingo Swan.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It, um, so, you know, I mean, you see right now, I mean, it seems like they can't even keep a lid on some of this stuff anymore. So I, I've got to believe at least NASA has some idea. You know, what's funny to me is they're, they're talking about all this mining. Everybody's in a hurry to get up there and start mining. They, somebody's up there mining. They've been mining. <laughs> I have no doubt there's mining going <laughs> on. Up there. You know, so to me, it's almost like maybe we're just like behind like 50 years of whatever they're actually doing oh we're just now starting operations up there they've probably been up there who knows right
1: right it's uh, yeah like the pentagon comes out it says yeah we've been looking at ufos when people for decades decades knew they were looking at this stuff and they act like it's this new thing
0: um here's what confuses me greg you've got you got the, the Navy. He's he's coming up all these new camera systems. You got the Nimitz incident. They're trying to actively identify what's going on. The stuff is in the sky. What is this? Where is this? And then you have places like the Air Force and like Area Fifty One that specialize in aerial craft. Crickets. Like you can't, you know what? Why?
1: That's a very <laughs> good it, point. Yeah. Why aren't they well, chiming in on this at all?
0: Yeah. It's it's strange. Maybe because some of that stuff is down there. You know who knows?
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, have you ever but, remote viewed Antarctica?
0: Um, I, I that.
1: that would be interesting, given all the thoughts about underground bases there and UFO craft.
0: I can't remember if I have or not. I, I not that I remember. Um, I'm tasking remember. you
1: with it. This is your new operation.
0: You can't, you can't tell me. You can't tell me. But you know, I have done stuff like I could say I've done like a Moa um, i passed people on the mua Um if you know about that. That's that, that uh, it was that big, they, like they, they couldn't figure out if it was an asteroid or not because it looked oh. like it, like the way it was moving, like it had propulsion and stuff like that.
1: Um, is that the one Avi Loeb found, the Harvard professor? Or is that a different it,
0: thing? It, it, it was really, it was kind of flat. It had strange shape. Yeah. And the way it was strange. And, and um, from what I saw, And from what the viewers that I've seen we'll view it is it was some kind of damaged like spacecraft. And that's actually what Courtney and his team got the same thing. I think on that target as well. Um, So, but again, I mean, who knows? It could be a rock in space and, you know, but I, you know, sometimes some things you just, you know, it is, you know, I'm not trying to convince anybody. I don't know, you know, for sure. Um. Do but, you, do you talk
1: about this life to people in public or is this just in just a secret kind of internet other life kind of thing do people know would you ever tell someone in the crowd that you remote view
0: yeah. well you know i don't hide it i mean i i i, I, I kind of I, maybe at first i kind of did but not anymore but the thing is is really it's such a to really grasp it i have to sit down I mean, like trying to explain this to my mom. I mean, she was just very difficult. <laughs> yeah. Now, all right, this is what's going on. Um, but then, when I've showed, excuse me, when I've showed her, um, I sit down into do a session and I showed her some of the things that I do. She starts, she starts to get it. Um, but you know, it's one of those things where, as soon as she's, you know, it's hard to, it's hard to explain it without somebody that's kind of like a very mainstream person like getting it under so i usually start out with something like this our own government was using this and probably still is okay that's what i'm learning that's what because then right off the bat you're like look obviously they had some legitimate interest in this at some time um uh, because again you say psychic and they they get people get this idea uh in their in their mind i just went back for training and i was i was telling my neighbor and i could just tell he was asking why i was going to utah and i I told him and I would just tell him, like he's no idea what I'm
1: talking about <laughs> <laughs> right well then the other thing I'm wondering about is the Russians What were the Russians doing all this time? The U.S. caught up, but that doesn't mean the Russians are going to sleep on this stuff. Do we think that they have developed new techniques beyond – well, first of all, the real question is, A, did we actually figure out what they were doing despite Ingo Swan's brilliance to unpack this? And B, if so, uh, does it even matter because have the Russians gone beyond us, and is their remote viewing even better than it once was?
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, what I do, here's what I know. I mean, from what what I've heard is that they, they spent quite a bit more money than we ever did. I mean, this was like a $22 million program or something, some relatively low number by our standards, as far as the defense, um, intelligence gathering, you know, mechanism. I mean, they they spent gobs and gobs of money, um, into this research beyond what the, the state did. So it would not surprise me. From what I've heard, like whispers, rumors in the field, um, Russia's certainly doing doing it. I've heard the Chinese are very good at it, um, which whatever way they're using, I don't know. Um, so, yeah, I mean, and then here's the other thing. If, if another country is using it, it would just be all the more reason for us to be doing it just because they're doing that, you know, that just seems like something we would do anyway. We better just double check that box. They're using it. We better <laughs> do it just to anti what they're doing. Yes. Yeah. So it, <laughs> and, and, for, for um, like I said, I mean, it, it really it can be very useful, especially in, in a gathering information type of scenario. I can tell you that, that my colleagues um, I, I I kept, they were giving me precognitive precognitive sessions, meaning they were actually what was happening is they were getting ready to go to a trip to Utah to get training from Paul. And each one of them on separate occasions had sent me to the day they were supposed to leave on a plane to go to Utah to make sure that they were going because they were traveling from out of country. Right. So, so both times I had these people on a plane, you know, I'm like, these guys are on a plane. They're like, so it's coming up to their day to leave and they're like, Well, we can't you know, with this COVID thing, they're not allowing people out of state or country now. Like, oh I guess I'm wrong. I guess I was wrong, you know. Well it turns out last minute they were allowed to go. So they ended up getting <laughs> having to get the tickets again and they ended up so they ended up being on the plane that day. But I had told them because I you know, I realized you're remote viewing your friends and colleagues, I said, No more precognitive charges. Because you you it's strange, but you get a sense of what you're doing. You're spying on people in a, in a sense. So when you're doing it, even though it's like completely harmless, you know, you're, you're viewing the people you work with and stuff like that. I was like, look, take you guys out of my targets. You know, um, I don't want to be doing those. <laughs> you know, um, it was cool but it worked though. You know, Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, and then, you know, to to round this up, you know, Paul, this has been, uh, or sorry, David, I'm calling you Paul now. Yeah, you're ascending, you're becoming more than intermediate even on the show. Um, No, David, I was going to say to, uh, you know, round this up. um, I also wonder, why is it always viewing? Is there... Is there remote tasting? Uh, do you feel stuff when you're there? I mean, first of all, remote tasting sounds awesome. Uh, but yeah, I mean, is it is it always a seeing thing? And I, I, I get it. It's the third eye, um, so that would make sense. But I'm curious, uh, are there other things that you're able to uh, do you have full body experience with it? Or do you think there's potential to experience that?
0: Well. Re- that's kind of—I mean—I I lost you a little bit on the signal, but I think I got what you were asking. Um, when you're when you're remote viewing, remote viewing is kind of a catch-all term. Paul Paul Edge has a term that I think is more accurate he uses, which is remote perception, because you're not really—you know—when you, you say you see something, to me, I mean that, that like I'm seeing, it, I'm seeing it through my eyes, uh, but you're really perceiving it. So what will happen is you'll be when you're working like stage twos, you're you, you're getting words or concepts that very small ones at first. like okay, uh, blocky, brown, green, rough, edged, pattern. Um, and then you literally in stage three, you stick your hands out and you you can error model the shape of whatever the target is. Um, so you are, and then like so this is what you're building descriptors. So literally I, in a session, I will go, you know I will stick my tongue up and lick the air as if I'm licking the target. Sometimes I'll get a taste of metallic or I'll take a big smell. Hmm. Okay. It smells like there's something minty there, you know, or whatever. And sometimes it's a part of the target. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes you, sometimes I will just get a sense. I hear chattering that that's telling me that, Hey, I'm not hearing. I just something in something in me just says chattering. So I know that there's people at the target. There's people talking, you know, um, but you'll experience a different. Sometimes you'll experience the smell. Sometimes you'll get a word, um, just like acrid or musty. You know, it's, it, it'll just depends. You know, it'll come in different ways.
1: Yeah very interesting. This has been a fascinating discussion. Uh, I'm sure we could go on for even more hours, but you know what? I, I, I think this is really what I wanted was to to get a taste of what this is. Uh, you know, obviously, um, yeah, you, you are very well-versed in this, and uh, who knows? Maybe one day I, if Paul or David or anybody's available, I mean, I, I would definitely love to talk to them, too, but I, but I really wanted to understand this a little more from somebody that is in it before I uh, talk to the people that are instructing it. And I had to tell you, David, I mean, sounds like you'll probably be an instructor at some point. Um, but before we wrap, it looks like uh, overall, I mean, even before you told me, uh, you, uh, you, when, I, when I asked you, you know, what, How can I promote you? How can I push you? Um, You were really promoting their courses, Uh, the the remote viewing, uh, the RVIS training in Utah. Um, You were talking about uh, going to Paul's Facebook group. We were definitely linked to your Facebook group. Um, You know, is there? Do you want people reaching out to you all? Do you? I mean, I can I can block your information from Dax if I know a a good enough hacker. Um, But.
0: He's got plenty of information on me. Yeah, he know he knows, he knows all about me. Um, yeah. No, I, I would, I would look, I, I, a great book is um, The Essential Guide to Remote Viewing by Paul. It's just a great overview of, of what it is. He does do informal classes in Utah. Um, if you're looking for the best in the field out there, he is the guy. And there's just nobody that's been doing it longer that's teaching it. It's just a fact. Um, but yeah, his group is remote viewing, remote perception, um, on Facebook. Mine is Ingos One Safe Space, and yeah, that's it. You know, I hope people get excited about it. Um, as far as my opinions about some of the the theatrics and stuff in the field, you know, that that's my own, and you know, yeah. people can, you know, have, have their own. Hey, like I appreciate
1: you having the guts to share it all. I I love yeah. that.
0: <laughs> they can't do anything for me the they haven't already done. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Whoa. So, yeah,
0: yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, I again, that. it's, it's, it's I, I think it just, you know, go ahead and do it and just do your homework, do your due diligence. Don't go for the coupon. This is a, this is a, you know, you're, you're learning about your own perceptual awareness. I mean, it's not something, you know, take it, take it for serious. Cause it's a worthwhile endeavor for sure.
1: Yeah. David Powell, I, I'm so appreciative uh, so appreciative of you sharing these perspectives and your experience with it. Definitely made me more interested in it, so that that's the best I can ask for at this show. Uh, yeah, thank you so much for, for talking about remote viewing and keep doing the work you're doing. I'm very curious to see uh, wh- where you go next.
0: Yeah, thanks, Greg. It's great, great great talking to you and uh, hopefully we chat again.
1: Absolutely. David Powell. Thanks so much for coming on. Now, what are you looking at? You're remote viewing me. Stop it. Stop it. Cheeky. I want to thank Rodney McGilvery for the theme music. I want to thank you for listening. And I want to thank the U.S. Army for paying for a bunch of fat, sugary, special treats and delights that make for great podcast interview topics. I love you. Talk to you soon.